This week's episode, is Superman a symbol of hope? Yes or no? We will determine it. Uh, he's a symbol of hope. No! Yes, he's a symbol of hope. No. No. He no, is. He isn't. Yes, he is. No! Yes! No! Yes! No! Yes! No! So, so we got an hour of this. Enjoy! No! This may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero! Hope you like intelligent <laughs> debate. <laughs> I, I instinctually was like, that's it. I was about to close it up. Like, done. <laughs> I what won. If we, what if we released that as the episode and then the next day we're like, just kidding. I mean. That would be kind of fun. That would be fun, but. Uh, then we have, we, we release uh, the full episode as the uh, director's cut. Yes. Four, four hours of it, baby. Four hours. What are we going to do? Lose listeners? Ooh. Ooh, self-burn. Those are rare. Hey, welcome to the show. It's our Hi show. There. It's not yours. It's ours, but you're welcome anytime. Hey. Bit of a Tom Green up. thing there. Bit of a Tom <laughs> Green thing. Oh, no. Dark days ahead. Right. I mean, like Tom well, Green, we are hosting a show from our house. Is he still doing that? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Welcome to Zero Issues Comic Podcast. I am Merc. This is... Bry! Two, uh, two other people. Oh, I'm sorry. That seemed like a like a game show introduction. I know. Like, their name is Merc, and here is Plinko Binko, whatever the hell it is. We've been doing this for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> we shove Bry and Kyle down a spike pit, and whichever one survives is the co-host. <laughs> they just hit their heads on the way down. Yeah. Donk, 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 donk. I like the Yodler game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm Bry. And that's Bry. Holy hell, let's go to the news. <laughs> yep. Kyle says, stop dicking around. Current Zero News Flash. Ugh. All right. Uh, in the news, lots of, not, I was going to say lots of stuff in the news. There's really not lots of stuff in the news. Starting to pick up a little bit into the new year, but uh, not as bad as last year, but... We're still, like, in mid-January at the time of recording, so who knows what the end of the month has brought. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah. So hopefully by the I mean, time this episode comes out, there's a new a uh, there's a new president of the United States. Or yeah, really. the whole country is on fire. It's one of those two things. It has. It can only be one. Yeah. <sighs> Depression sets in. Um, Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, Depression the sets Morbius. in. Morbius. I know. I know. Now Jared Leto's here. That's the only thing that can make this worse. Yeah, yes, Jared your eyes Leto are as, beautiful. I get it. As Morbius' eyes uh, release has been delayed, it was supposed to be March. No. 19th. So fairly soon, moved to October eighth. Um, no. And this is this is the whole Sony universe, like with Venom and that, like Sans Spider Man kind of universe um there's no hint of exactly why it's delayed or how that's going to affect other things i guess venom 2 is being filmed now or yeah is in some sort of production on a similar not a, a note but it's um basically black widow is su- still supposed to be i think released in 
May or something. Um, but apparently they are now in a debate um, whether they're going to uh, Disney plus the hell out of that. Yeah. Um, or, or not, which I think like they're going to do it. Every other platform and every other studio has their own platform and they're like all the Warner stuff is going directly to their own to HBO Max. Disney has enough stuff like going like Disney Plus is going so well, I think, for them at this point that they could they could afford to hold out longer than anyone else. Yeah, basically yeah, is the situation. But once you're approaching like you've delayed it for over a year, the that's enough. You can't do it anymore. They need to get that one out. Yeah. Like I know it's probably not a clincher in terms of what like no the this and then the next one comes out and you need this before that. It's just kind of weird one that happened but, before but it, it fills out the character but at the same time it's been it's, delayed long enough i think it's sort of like a final coda to that whole era uh oh. and they kind of i think just feel that they can't like you know put that anywhere else they ha- they have to keep things moving at some point so they really kind of just got to get yeah. that out however they can yeah it feels weird that that wandavision came out before it it does yeah. feel a little weird yeah because they're they're different eras right kind of i feel like well, yeah, they are different eras, absolutely, but it's, it's you know, WandaVision is clearly supposed to kick off everything next, mm-hmm. in a yep. way. So it's, yeah, it's weird having them overlap. I don't think they wanted that to happen. <laughs> no. Yeah, so they may do the, uh, like they did with Mulan, where it's, here's your subscription, but you pay $700 to see this movie. Right. And uh, I think I think yeah. it was twenty five or something like that. Yeah, it's like twenty five thirty something like that, which right. is pretty hefty. Yeah, like oh yeah, it's not like I pay my ticket to go see for like you know twelve fifteen bucks or something. Yeah, right. well I'm just like to go. I'm gonna gather a bunch of my friends and we're all gonna watch it together. Yeah, because that's okay, right, guys? We can all do that right now. <laughs> sure. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. Cool. Lockdown. Oh great. Yeah. Lockdown with a stay-at-home order on top of it. I can't wait to yeah. listen to this episode a year from now and be like, oh, yeah, we were in lockdown then. Still. <laughs> yeah, that's when it started. Yeah, <laughs> Things get just weirder uh, and weirder. Hell, they already are. And it, I think that that isn't the $30 mark was sort of set by Disney, I think, with Mulan, right? It's kind of like, here's what we're going to charge for this. That is a big dick swing, I will say. And uh, they're getting away with it. <laughs> yeah. Cause what are you gonna What are you gonna do? Watch Justice League? No. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe. Oh, uh, and by the way, that's uh, that's no longer mini news. Just announced re- when we record anyway. That's no longer going to be a four part mini series. It's going to be a four hour movie. It's releasing as a four hour movie. A four oh, really? hour Zack Snyder really? movie. No, not happening. I mean, like I'm gonna watch it in well, one but- hour chunks. Well, I was going to say, it's not like you're going to a four-hour movie. True. So just you like anything, you can it. just pause it and go back to it. I got to say, that that is a lot of real estate on any one given day. I think I'm going to have to break that up and uh, take that in smaller pieces. It's a yeah. It's I'm doing it all in one. Oh, so am I. Oh, Getting boy. drunk and watching the whole thing. Yeah. You'll have to be, I think. You know what? That's a good idea. We should do. We should we'll, make a uh, drinking game out of it. We'll uh, let's. We could do a live watch over Facetime, all of us together. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Yep. Huh. <laughs> or over Zoom. Yeah, exactly. We we could literally just hey, put on Justice League and watch us watch it. Oh no, <laughs> it's transformative. Please don't sue us. Yeah. 
Oh, you don't have uh, to put Justice League in there at all. You could just, like, Pink Floyd the wall that shit. That shit. The f***. That f- shit. <laughs> all right, what else you got? Uh, so the uh, the finalists for the 6th Annual Dwayne McDuffie Awards for Diversity in Comics have uh, come out. Cool. The the winner will be announced sometime in February, but uh, in the meantime, the finalists are They Called Us Enemy, uh, written by George Takei, uh, Justin Isinger, Stephen Scott, and illustrated by Harmony Becker. I gotta read that. I'm, I'm curious to read that one, too. Uh, Excellence, but, uh, written by Brandon Thomas, uh, art by Carrie Randolph, uh, From Truth With Truth uh, by Lawrence Lindell, who did the whole thing. Uh, Angola Janga, Kingdom of Runaway Slaves by Marcelo de Salete, and Iyanu, Child of Wonder, uh, written by Roy Okupe, uh, art by Godwin Akpan. That one I've not heard of at all. And they, they sort of run the gamut. There's stuff from IDW, stuff from Fantagraphics. Uh, yeah. One of them is self-published. So one of them's actually through, uh, through Image and Skybound. And I think, is Skybound an imprint of Image, or what's what's the deal there? That would be probably a studio. It's Kirkman studio name, and then published through Image. Okay, yeah, that's Kirkman. Because right? Sky- to- like Top Cow, Top yeah. Cow is a studio, right, and they published right. through Image. I think I think Skybound is predominantly digital. Okay, so so Image might have just done the the print run. There was a recent controversy um, regarding Kickstarter, um, and it's an interesting kind of like comic industry sort of. Like, it's a creator kind of driven controversy because Kickstarter has mainly been an avenue that you could, like, publish your own independent books that otherwise you would not be able to afford to do that. So if you could raise enough money through people online, like, you know, we, you, some of us have done that before, basically, where if you could raise yep. enough money yep. to cover basically publishing costs and sort of build up from there. You want to do it yourself. You don't have a publisher. You want to do it yourself kind of a thing. Yeah. So, recently, I think Boom Studios kickstarted that Keanu Reeves comic, the Berserker or whatever, Berserk. Right, right. Um, which was already a little bit controversial, um, just because you have this big, like, rich Hollywood star, and you're an established publisher, so why do you need to kickstart this comic? This feels like something that you would just launch as a comic, and you would trust that you could sell that based on, you know, his involvement, basically. Just which is the, the whole, name alone. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is the whole point to, like, do one of these projects, really, is that it'll be high profile. So, like, it's, it's as sure a thing as it gets for a publisher of that level. And they're doing it through Kickstarter, which was like, ah, a lot of people kind of had an issue with that because it's going to be the biggest thing. The idea of, of doing something like that through Kickstarter, it's, it's basically, it's just pre-ordering the book. Yeah. Yeah. And you see that a lot with, uh, with like web cartoonists who put mm-hmm. stuff on Kickstarter. They know that they're going to sell a certain amount. This is really just a pre-order. But there's different levels. And I see what, what Bry said is it like, these are established producers. Yeah. It's, it's going to be the highest profile thing on the platform, like by a lot. It's like if you, right. if you had like a nice little self-publishing thing, everybody's selling their own self-publishing comics in like a market. And then like Marvel shows up and it's like Spider-Man. And it's just like, ah, yeah. and then you're all done. Like Walmart. And they just go, keep shouting Spider-Man at yeah. you. But what's the project? Spider-Man! But it's like, it Walmart moved to town, the mom and pop shows are done. So that's yeah. kind of like how that felt, I think, to a lot of them being like, oh, you're really, you know, it just, and there's no reason they can't do it. There's nothing like, you know, 
ethically wrong necessarily. It's just sort of one of those things where like this is one of the main avenues that like independent uh, creators have yeah. to sort of do this on our own without being drowned. Yeah, out. you're you're crossing the boundary and you're taking money out of those indie creators' pockets or the yeah. access yeah. Yeah. that yeah. usually goes to them. Yeah, or potentially like it's the whole thing is so hypothetical, but it's still it's still like it, it stings for a reason. Um, so Boom has kind of done it again but this time it's for like a collected a fancy pants collected version of their current power rangers comics they're doing on kickstarter and i notice a lot on social media twitter again don't go there it's bad um a lot there's a lot of kind of outrage about it and criticism just because like from creators basically being like it's one thing like you know where you have an original property with like a celebrity but now it's like it's power rangers like it's like a giant multi-million dollar franchise that basically sells right. itself and now that's like the only thing you're going to see on kickstarter it just feels increasingly like now you're getting like big properties like big brands it's just basically like the tide has turned you know yeah well it you see a lot of that with podcasts too especially mm-hmm. in the past year some some guy who's you know fairly famous already and now i have a podcast so it automatically comes with this listenership built in yeah. yeah. And you got to wonder, I, is it them coming up with an idea for, uh, hey, I'm going to do a podcast. The uh, the guy who was the PC in the commercials did a podcast, so I'm the Mac and I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> or was it brought to them like, hey, here's here's a media opportunity? And, and I honestly don't know the answer to that. Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> Could it hurt them to show me just a little respect? You know, we were this close to that Spotify deal before Joe Rogan swept in. Now we got to go on Tidal. And we still don't get any money. No, no. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's all I have. Uh, the only other potential news is the uh, the Scott Pilgrim video game is officially available again. Yeah, um, you can buy a physical and copy and actually own it forever. Limited Run Games is doing it. I was kind of hoping it wouldn't be like a limited run th- games thing because it's like this, like literally, the demand for this game made it come back. So physical copies would also sell themselves, but it's cool to have it available at all. And uh, yeah. I'm glad it's yeah. back. Maybe I'll actually play it this time. We'll see. Uh, I have a little news about uh, Miles Morales. <gasps> and uh, I kind of mentioned mentioned earlier, and Bry, who's a big Miles Morales fan, didn't seem to know anything about it. So may- maybe you did know about this once I start talking about it. Um, I'm not sure. The current run, Saladin Ahmed and Carmen Carner are doing the, the book. Uh, Miles Morales, and th- apparently this has been a lead-up Saladin has wanted to do this sort of story for quite a while, and it's been a lead-up for literally years. He will have his own clone saga. <laughs> cool. Oh, boy. As, uh, That's like, kicking they're, off really, in... they're really owning their ultimate roots there well, on that one, I think. It's like, let's also let's yeah, do this yeah. thing again. It's like, why again? Um, Kicking off in issue number 25 in April. It will be an oversized anniversary issue. Um. Mm. Three distinct clones will be will come out of it. I haven't been reading it, so I don't know. They name dropped a couple of uh, like villains and whatever that were involved with it, uh, but basically, three clones will come out of it, and they will change Miles's life forever. Uh, Nick Lowe, who's one of the longtime Marvel editors uh, and is editing this, um, said, "If you thought the first clone saga was controversial, wait until you read what Saladin and Carmen do." You, uh, you know what I want? I haven't what? bought, a, like, I literally haven't bought a Marvel comic in years. Like, around 
Civil War 2. I haven't, like, bought any Marvel, basically, since then at all. I've Civil just... War 2? Wow. Yes. I mean, I keep up with what's going on in them, but I haven't... I'm not like, you know, I'm just really not kind of following Marvel because all the crossovers just made me so mad. Yeah. And I stuck yeah. to it. But if this story, they have Ben Riley in like a Peter B. Parker kind of a role like, you got clones, kid. Let me show you the ropes. Uh, I'm back in, baby. I'm back in. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. I don't I don't know any other uh, details beyond that. So check it out in April, issue 25. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a weekly review. Or a monthly yeah. review. My interest is uh, sadly peaked. <laughs> well, then let's move on to the warm up. Welcome to the warm up. And here we are at the warm up. We're in the warm-up, and what the plan was, uh, we didn't have anything specifically planned, but we often do a, a little game called Character Storm. Um, and it's basically um, one of us comes up with just names for a character, and then the other ones kind of just riff off that and create a character backstory and powers and whatever from that. I said, let's do something like that, but come up with a theme on the spot. And names on the spot will each do one and kind of create it there. Yeah. Here's the thing. What do you think the theme should be? Here's my idea. I, and I thought of this literally about two minutes ago as we were kind of, I was wrapping stuff up. So I'm so excited. I am so excited. It's and no, it is not clones. The well, idea is, idea. We, well, we can decide this. You can go with clones. Or no, no, I want whatever you did. So we're going to be talking about Superman. Mm-hmm. Let's Let's create. You pitch a name, and then you have to create a character that exists in the Superman universe, for better or for worse. Okay. <laughs> or clones. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dead silence. For better or for worse. Uh, Farley the Superdog. Not for better or for worse. Ah, right. it's what you said though. Ah, Lois Lynn Johnston. Like you can just create a name, and then the rest of us, the other two, create something. B- Bimmy Olsen. <laughs> That's right. I'm going with Bimmy Olsen. <laughs> Bimmy Olsen is uh, Jimmy's cousin. What? Far away. Co- He's from Bimini. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bimini. Just called him Bimmy Olsen. Yep. Bimmy Olsen from Bimini. Um, That's literally something and, uh, that could have been out of that Matt Fraction comic, frankly. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and he does have the ability to change into a giant turtle. Okay. Yes. But, like, at will, I think. But, like, why is he there? In Bimini? Well, it's a nice place to live. Well, apparently. yeah, but, like, is he visiting Jimmy in Geotropolis? He's, he's there to kill him. He's, he's, like, he's younger than Jimmy, though. Like, he's, he, it's like he, it's getting pretty late in the run, running of this show, basically. And it's like, we're going to introduce his, his cute little cousin who's going to stay with him and getting all sorts of mishaps as a giant turtle. It's a cousin Oliver of Jimmy Olsen's. Mm, so he's kind of a shit. <laughs> like the shit or the shit? No, it's the shit. I think you know. Yeah, I think I know. you know what I mean. I know. Okay, what do you got? Because I said Bimmy Olsen, so that's easy to beat. <laughs> the starch master. Uh-oh. <laughs> this sounds like a, like, a, uh, like a Superman 50s character. Yeah. Where, like, his power, he does... D sticks out his hands and like the little wavy lines come out and it like literally like all your clothes just get super stiff to the point you can't move. And I- Lois, the housewife, has to come in and save the day. Yeah. 
Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be like, this is crazy fun. Oh, no. Now it's kind of troubling. Yeah, yeah. I I missed about 10 seconds and I came back and I heard about really stiff clothes. So <laughs> what's going oh, on? The, the, villain, the villain was the starch master. I'm sorry, the what? The starch, the starch master. Oh, thank God is what I thought it was. But what did you? Okay, I don't want to know what you thought I said. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know what I thought. You know nope. what I thought. Nope. All the clothes are really stiff, and then Lois Lane has to come in. I thought it was. I thought it had something to do with ejaculate. You diseased maniac. <laughs> <laughs> so oh starch, God. you say? Starch, you say? Starch. Yes. yes, indeed. Uh, Starch. Starch. Once again, we have an R rating. Oh, uh, we did it again. It's uh, it's a beautiful, natural thing. Uh, it's You know what? It's God Starch. All right. My character is the Beast of a Thousand Suns. Ooh. Oh, so this is a Grant Morrison one. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, because they have, like, the living sun. Mm-hmm. But it turns out you had no idea that that living sun, already a, an insane concept, uh, was just part of a way more insane concept. It's uh, a beast beyond comprehension, and that's all of him you can see, but he dips into every multiverse. And here's mm-hmm. a drawing of the multiverse that I made for you. Hi, I'm Grant Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> Weird how all the planets sort of spiral like it's the uh, the intro to sliders. <laughs> so normally Superman, you know, what one of the tropes is, uh, oh, I figured out this way to take Superman's powers away. But no, the Beast of a Thousand Suns, what if Superman had way too many powers? Ooh. How you gonna it's, How you gonna uh, save the day when everything you touch literally catches fire? Now, Superman. It's uh, every ridiculous form of kryptonite at once. And of course, he suddenly has the power of starch, so he's That's gone true, back right. in time and became his own villain, <laughs> the Starch Master. I sort of envisioned him. He goes like Zah! and then uh, Superman's cape is like just flat, like a board, yeah, and then he can't I, fly I know, right. That's, he can't yep. fly right. He's so like, the Starch oh, Master can get away. My aerodynamics are off. Yeah. Oh man, they're teaming up now. I like Bimmy it. Bimmy Olsen, catch me! <laughs> no, I'm Bimmy. <laughs> That's his catchphrase. No, I'm Bimmy. <laughs> I'm uh, just and just smash cut to one of us like oh, I'm just gonna read an old Silver Age Superman comic, and this is one eight-page story. Everything we just said was all in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was an imaginary story. Didn't oh, happen. Yeah. Didn't, Didn't happen. happen. Not this time. It's a hoax. It's an imaginary tale. We fooled you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the f- So, Superman is a symbol of hope, right? We can all agree on that. Absolutely. Without reservation. Not bloody likely, mate. How is he How is he not a symbol of hope? How is he a symbol of hope? Okay. He's, it's just because you've read a comic stop, and somebody stop, says, well, he's stop, a symbol, stop, he's a symbol I, of stop, hope. Stop, stop, not done. Can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> Don't give me that f***ing argument. Can I finish? After we, I said a sentence. and I We, we are go- I'm so glad being the audience for this. Just like, uh, da-da. Bri, can I finish? We are going to determine that this episode. Oh. Scientifically. Now I'm done the sentence. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, the Merc is just so rude. Fuck you. <laughs> no! Kyle, you ignorant slut. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Enlighten me. Because... No, it, it, yes. enlighten me that he is. Enlighten oh me God. that he is. No, like, wait, why... whoa, whoa. I'm sorry, we are we are starting off from the thing that everybody else in the room is accepting. You prove okay. your point. Okay. The only reason the, we the consider proof like I get is the idea you. the idea that he's one of the, one of the first if not the first kind of superheroes. So I get that he's got a certain legacy of that and he's continued on from that. He's a bit of a boy scout, but I I I've never understood the beacon of hope. Like it's that idea that like uh boy, if that godlike superpowered nigh omnipotent alien can help people, I sure can. What an inspiration. Like, what? That's that's like a billionaire who donates a million dollars to a cause I support. Like, wow, he's Ooh. super good. Like right, but he's it, just but some he's not an ever like Batman. the I, But in the case of Superman, he's I, more like a billionaire who's donating his billions. That's true. Because he had he he? well yeah. That would be a good billionaire. The only one. There's always been the argument that Superman could do so much more for the world, but he doesn't. He could, because, but he doesn't because he, he doesn't because he, he wants want... to inspire hope. Exactly, by he wants fucking us to over do the it. rest of humanity. That's bullshit. Bullshit. If I may, I'm fighting to get a word in here, and I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say that that's one of those things that come with the territory because the 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 part that makes him what he is not is not the super. That's not the thing that's that as important about Superman. The powers obviously made him do all these things, but the man is the more important part. And the whole point is, I think, he could do more, potentially, but he also has to ensure that he maintains his humanity. He knows the powers that he carries, and he knows how quickly they could corrupt him. So he has to actively make sure he's connected to humanity. But that's the very thing that makes him who he is, is his deep connection to humanity. Because he's a... He's got incredible powers, but he knows nothing. He didn't grow up on that world. He doesn't remember it. He's a human being, but and I, I, he he's a reminder that everybody has power. And you're all you're completely correct. You're you're completely <laughs> correct, and, and I I agree with that all of that. But it's the fact that it's like does that that to me does not transfer to a beacon of hope. This is not something that like oh wow if he can do it I sure can. It's like there's a million other heroes that do the same sort of thing that have but. just like the idea that like and and I wrote this down. Spider Man is more of a beacon of hope than Superman ever was because Spider Man is an everyday man kind of character is just like you or me has the problems of you or me and fails but then rises up again and comes back to it and it's that idea whereas superman i never see him that way i never see him as really like a a foilable kind of character he's like he's the beacon of hope in that like look at the guy standing on top of the mountain with his arms at his side and the cape flowing he's leading all of those other uh superheroes okay but that's not really a like right, but did he, was he ever really given the choice to not be that? It's true. No, but that's fine. But that We're doesn't make him an, this all, like an, a, <laughs> an all that, that doesn't automatically make him a beacon of hope. One, d- he was assigned it by the Fate. comic company, 
and we or or, or yes or, or chopped two, two people it, who we got chopped screwed it by down. DC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I do understand the comparison. In fact, like I, the Spider-Man comparison kind of hit me a little bit because it's like actually it there's a lot of similarities there, just they're on different scales entirely. Like, but yeah. I think that is what and it I is think about. That's but that's part of the sc- the scale is the thing that kind of. I get the whole like he has to retain his humanity, but he, yeah. he he it's harder for Spider-Man to do this, and he's it's more relatable. So therefore, as a human, I would relate to him really struggling and trying to do his thing. Whereas Superman, with his fortress of solitude in the Arctic, and <laughs> like, but he needs that. Oh, that's where he keeps his but, stuff. <laughs> you you think if Spider-Man could that his, could did, could does, build a treehouse, he wouldn't? But he can't. Absolutely. Cause he's a fool. Treehouse. Yeah, he'd have he'd have the the treehouse of Spider Tude. And I bet you, uh, <laughs> Superman has has the Fortress of Solitude as his primary residence, and he uses it as a tax haven. Well, but hey, I, Superman I, never made any money. Uh, the American <laughs> way. Well, nothing, nothing you can tax, at least. No, no. Oh, that's true. The Fortress of Solitude is like his uh, his his Cayman Island account. Well, yeah, okay, and that and that's a that's a fair thing i think but it, maybe it's a little not as immediately accessible because peter parker is um patterned after the people reading comics basically being like you relate to him like making him superman's on more of a mythic kind of magical scale but at the same time ultimately the the message of superman which has been pretty explicit in a lot of comics is like yes i have these amazing powers but every last one of you can do something special that if you do that for other people can can lift them out of the the problems that they're in. It's sort of like an implicit thing being like, you know, if you have a power, no matter what that might be, you can be a Superman by using that power for the greater good. That's uh is that a reach? Because it feels like he's he's said that plainly in comics well, before. Has he? Sorry, that came out sarcastic as shit. No, he he did. Like I've, every I've, man no, I've him. heard that. <laughs> he he he, he burned okay. it into the moon. He burned it into the moon. It might have been an imaginary story, but that's... Damn, I ruined it! <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, it's, like, how many other characters, like the Captain Americas, Shazams, uh, like, the, I said, the Spider-Man, um, like, a ton of other characters that are good at heart. Really, it's the heart thing. It's not the power, well, it's the heart thing. Yeah, and, yeah. And being, would you not, and rising would you not up call and Captain America best, a beacon of hope? I would. There you go. But it doesn't mean Superman <laughs> is the Episode beacon. Episode over. Episode over. But it does. But the thing is, the argument is Superman is the beacon of hope. I, I'm not arguing that he's not like oh totally this hopeful character, but he's not like the only beacon of hope and shines above the rest of the characters. I, I've never seen that. Well, I mean, but we've established that he's a beacon of hope. <laughs> How is this phrased? How is this phrased? (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, like, your mileage may vary. That does make sense. Which a character you would see as representing that ideal does totally vary depending on who you are. That's a very valid point, what what perspective you look at it from. There's a reason that not everybody can get into Superman. There's a reason that... Yeah. There's a reason that someone was compelled to make a movie where he said, the symbol on my chest means hope, and then he does some murders. What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Ah! 
And let me let me explain to the listeners where this episode came from. So the idea is like we always talk about like okay, what are we we're going to record whatever this weekend and let's let's discuss what we're going to talk about. Um and I think I kind of uh, made the uh, the suggestion and we we're just going into 2021. And it was like after 2020 being such a shit year, let's go into this new year with some hope and find some sort of like something hopeful to talk about and just I don't know, something uplifting or mm-hmm. whatever. And so that got tossed into the conversation. And I don't know how it got to the, the idea of Superman. Well, Superman's yeah, a I beacon said, of I hope. said, well, what's more hopeful than Superman? <laughs> yeah. And you and said. Then, and, and then it was the idea of like, we and we've done like character bits spotlights. before. Like, spotlights. Yeah, thanks. The character spotlights before where we just talk about one character. Um, and you kind of threw that in the ring and I was like, I'll be honest. I was like, I just don't want to talk about Superman because I, I don't like him that much. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, I find I would just, to just, no offense to Bri, but to sit and listen to Bri go, I fucking love him. He's great. I don't want to listen to that. And I don't think, uh, just, uh, every podcast listener <laughs> wants to listen to that. You will bow down before me, both you and then one day you're but to argue it, f- yeah. All right. So who? Okay. So you said. So you think Spider Man is a more hopeful character than Superman? It's not. It's not a matter of more hopeful. It's there's other. I, to me, he's more of a hopeful character. There are okay. other characters that, and I'm not saying like I want to hear. Batman I want to hear about not, these other characters. Who else? Batman is, is, is more hopeful. Is not a hopeful character. No. 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 At one point, but who is? He, at one point, he was. At one point, he was. Uh, characters like, like I, I mentioned, uh, well, Shazam, Captain how is, America. How, I mean, Shazam is 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 childlike, but I don't see how he's a more hopeful childlike. or hope inspiring character than Superman. Because as a, even as a child, he tries yeah. to do the best he can with the power he's given. He so knows he is Superman, just as Superman right? Knows. But, su- but Superman is, is an Superman. adult. Who like yeah. has adult problems and is still able to do all this stuff. Shazam doesn't have other stuff to worry about. He's less. He's also less emotionally prepared to deal with the bigger, more powerful problems in the world, though, and still manages to overcome. Yeah. It's it, it uh, goes yeah, both what, ways. What Bryce said, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> uh, why am I arguing against my preferred? <laughs> I want I want all of our ro- our roles to be reversed by the end of this episode. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, Fuck Superman. I hate him. What a! I'm just gonna throw this in the garbage. I'm gonna uh, scrape this well. tattoo from All Star Superman off my arm, <laughs> and scrape this tattoo from Lex Luthor on. <laughs> <laughs> it's this version of uh, yeah, it's a very painful version of a temporary tattoo. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I do love how we were like, let's talk about something hopeful for this new year. As we're planning, I know we're arguing in December. We in December we're like 2021. Yeah, things are going to be different. Yeah. Let's plan something hopeful. And then the 2021 version was just like a bitter argument. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you really. shut up. Not really. True to form. True to form. Yeah. We're just having fun here, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> or are we? We all seem very angry. <laughs> I'm having fun. Oh, it's good. Too. It's good. I'm joking. It's all perspective. I, and I know Absolutely. that you think nobody's right or wrong. No, it's just, God, no. It's the idea of perspective. That's no, if anything, you made some very good points there because it sort of sort of hit me a little bit. But like, oh, maybe like there's a key personality trait to like both Superman and Spider-Man that I specifically am drawn to. It's the quips. It's the quips yeah. that they it's, both do. It's definitely the quips. 
But I feel like literally, like, how who would Peter Parker, if Peter Parker had Superman's powers, I feel like he'd kind of, you know... Mess it up? He'd, he'd mess it up. He would have Superman accidentally does. killed in Uncle best, Ben. In the best Superman stories, he messes it up, but he would always aim to do his best with all the power that he has, and that's ultimately what Superman is to me. And honestly, I... Uh... I, I'm, I'm showing I'm, I'm showing a, uh, my notebook to the two of them. On the second page is my list of all the times Superman was a dick, and I didn't even get oh, into for that. Sure. But <sighs> but it's still like it's there are plenty of times where he was not like a beacon of hope. So it's that balance of like the idea of that we okay we set him as the beacon of hope, but then oh well, he did this and this oh well, well not well no but he's still all right. A beacon I'm, of hope. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to explain those away. Give me hit me with one of them. Let's do this um, as a bonus episode. <laughs> a lot of them, especially in the 50s, like they, they had those weird, a lot of them were cover things where he was yeah. just being a dick on the cover. So I get that they can be explained away, but they are part of the mythos when you look at a cover right. and he's unplugging Lois's air hose in space and about to kill her. Or um, he's strapped Lois to a moving truck and he's sending her off a cliff. A lot of it is... Just him being a jerk to Lois or okay, killing I feel like, her. I feel like context is important because these are Silver Age Superman comics. So, like, I Lois, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lois might have thought she was in space, but really she's in a galaxy where space is oxygen. And her, right. you know her what? If, or, if you want to if, if like blame the victim. If she looks like she was victim. strapped to a truck, but really she was strapped to a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, so here I I didn't get a, a lot of super detail to a lot of those. A lot of them are just that. But here's one I got the details on. This is Superman issue 225 from April of 1970, The Secret of Superman's Imposter. Um on the cover is a caged, tattered, costume kind of bearded Superman and he's in a cage. Um and he's saying, please, Superman. He's seeing another Superman who looks like normal Superman in front of him. The caged bearded one says, please, Superman, you've kept me in prison for a year. Either free me or kill me. To which he replies, all right, I'll kill you. So, of course, that's the woo shocking cover bit. What's the story inside? The oh, no. very abbreviated, <laughs> the very abbreviated story is. I wasn't prepared for there create- to be a story. <laughs> Aliens create a, a super double. He's got like a Superman double, but he's he has no powers. Um, but he's got part, not all the memory of, of Superman, but enough that he knows who he is and he knows where he's from. And, um, and he just seems kind of confused and he tries to fly away, but he just falls on his face. And he's like, oh, you've... They, the aliens basically explain like, they show him a picture of actual Superman flying through space. This Superman took your powers. You're you're the real Superman, and that's the imposter. So they basically send him on a rocket back to Earth, and a bunch of stuff happens where he's like trying to confront Superman, and there's all these little stories. But basically it comes down to real Superman captures the imposter Superman, brings him back to what I think is the Fortress of Solitude, but it never really kind of says that, but it probably is. Um, to examine him, he uses a neural ray multiplex to remove the hallucinations of this guy who thinks he's Superman. He watched so Obviously many hallucinations does- at the same time. 
<laughs> yeah. Just running uh, from one theater to another. It doesn't it doesn't Ooh, work tenet. because <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> um obviously it doesn't work because it's they're not hallucinations, it's what this guy thinks he is. Uh Superman is puzzled, but and here's the clincher. Superman's really busy and he's got a lot of saving to do around the world. So he's just going to leave him there. So he puts him in a cage and gets one of his super robots to just just look after him. So Change his litter box time from time pa- to time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The needs time, of the many. The needs of the many. Yeah. Time passes and it's very unclear as, how, as to how much time. On the cover, it says a year. So I'm going to go by that. But who knows? Um... The imposter eventually, like, he's he's seeing a screen where he's seeing, like, what's playing out in the real world and sees Superman saving people and doing things. He slowly comes to the realization, oh, I must be actually the imposter. I'm, I'm not Superman. That's Superman. He realizes he's not him. Then he gets the robot to give him a metal melting blaster, and he shoots himself in the head. Oh, what? What? I'm just thinking that this victim was hoping for something better, maybe. Uh, but was it a hoax or an imaginary tale? <laughs> it's got to be one or the other. It has to be. That's uh, that's that's hard for me. I don't. I can't support it. I can't just, support it. Just saying. Just saying. Well, I mean, he was kept comfortable. He was fed. Yeah, he grew that beard, but maybe he wanted <laughs> to grow that beard. <laughs> Maybe he Why is this the episode where I gaslight fictional characters? <laughs> no, but you're you're right. He's a beacon of hope. Oh God! There's my very quick crew drawing of uh, Superman <laughs> holding a remote control, fake Superman holding a remote control, watching all this happen, and be like, "Ah, oh, son of a bitch!" I think we have a cover. I'll have to do better. <laughs> I hope you do. It's a challenge. So, did we really solve anything? We we really couldn't. There's no way to. It's, it's all There's a matter no of perspective, solving. maybe. Exactly. But, but what uh, if Superman was evil? Maybe if right, he wears a here. black suit, that, was, that lasers a bunch of people. That was yeah. that was the angle we should have taken because you know Superman. When there's these uh, not Superman but totally Superman characters, uh, the first thing they do is always kill a bunch of people. Whoa! It's not and your daddy, look, Superman. This doesn't get tired at all after seeing it 4,000 times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Though the boys is uh, pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. They pull it off. I like it. They lean into some stuff about America that makes it really sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess with that out of the way, with that not accomplished, we should just end the episode. Yeah. We should. Yeah, I think we did it. <laughs> we did something. You know what we did? We uh, we used up an hour of everybody's precious time. Yep. So good for us. <laughs> oh, Okay, my. so. We are always looking for sponsors. Just want to say that. We're also yes, always yes. looking for topic ideas. So if you got something better than this, please lay it on us. <laughs> you can also send us a message on Instagram to uh, Zero Issues Pod. Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. And on Facebook, Zero Issues Comic Podcast. Uh, please, just, you know, give us an idea. Because we're dying. We're I not. We're doing pretty we're good. Not. We're but fine. I guess, fine. Whatever. We're, no, guess. no, we're totally Whatever. doing fine. Clearly Kyle's time. 
Okay, Kyle sidebar where you can't actually hear the other guys. Just play Kyle's thing. Uh, just give us some ideas, please. Please. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, I didn't hear you say words right. at all. Good night, everybody. See you in the funny pages. We hope sure. to see you later. <laughs>